Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Why This Film, the podcast where usually we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie and have a chat about it. But here we are at episode 99 and we're doing something a little different. You watched it so many times before and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it and now you show it to your friends and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? What? Why? Why this film? It is the 99th episode, and today we are doing a quiz! I'm joined by the hosts of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, David. Hello. And Scarlett. Hello. <laughs> they have kindly agreed to undertake a quiz written by me that will no doubt end up being incredibly weirdly specific and possibly make someone cry out of frustration. Mm. How are we feeling? Uh, it's a nervous laugh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so in terms of like skill and ability, re like a very specific film quiz, scale of one to ten on confidence, David? Uh I won't get I won't be too cocky, so I'll go for an I would say a nine, but I know what you're like with quizzes, so I'm gonna go for like a seven and a half. Okay. That's fair. Scarlet. Um I'm gonna go with one. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do right even... in this quiz. <laughs> I'm now a nine. (laughs) Could you imagine if I'd been really like, I don't know, what do you call it? Like Like revising. Yeah. Like you've spent like the last two months just like avidly watching (laughs) every movie. The underdog will beat David. (laughs) You mark my words. rooting for you. I really am. Um, So yeah, listeners, we do have a little bit of a gap in terms of film... Mm -hmm perhaps knowledge and interest <laughs> I, <don't know>. like, <laughs> I like watching them it's just the retaining part nothing yeah. stays with me i'm probably which is you know absolutely fine and normal it's only <laughs> us weirdos that are like um i think you'll find that on uh, chapter 12 of the dvd um so you are actually the the everyman here and we are the <laughs> Little weirdos in the corner. Um, But we're going to begin with a mastermind type round where you've both given me a specialist subject and I have concocted 10 questions of that specialist subject. Um, And yeah, I have tried to make it fairly fair in terms of ability, but I do apologise in (laughs) advance. (laughs) You are allowed to hate me. (laughs) Because as David said, I can be a little bit tricksy sometimes. Yeah. we are going to start with David, if that's okay. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a beer whilst doing that. Yeah, that happens on Real Mastermind. Exactly. Um, every time he's like, um, are you okay to do a special subject now? And they're like, mm, mm, hang on, hang on. Let me just put my, put my Peroni. What, are you, what have you got there? It's a Cronenberg today. There's mm. one left over mm. from last night where my girlfriend and I watched the movie Cats for the first time. Ah, Cats 2019. Yeah. Mmm. Did you enjoy it? Enjoy is a very interesting word. Yes. <laughs> I'm fascinated by it. 
but it is a piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, it's it's. I want to know more about the cat bum holes. That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> I want release the butthole cut. Like we deserve it. Come on. After 2020, it's the least you can do. Do you think it's like anti-objectifying animals? Sort of, sort of bridges the gap between bestiality and entertainment. <laughs> So, David, your specialist subject, David, is the films of Christopher Nolan. You have 10 questions. You'll get the answers at the end. Um, there's no real time limit, but, like, don't be a dick about it. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> um, no cheating. Are you ready? I'm ready. The films of Christopher Nolan. Number one. Killian Murphy portrays the Scarecrow in Batman Begins, but what is his character's real name? Jonathan Crane. Number two. In Nolan's 2002 <laughs> psychological thriller, Al Pacino is hunting a villain played by which notable comedian? Robin Williams. Number three. Motel Room, Snapshot and Who Am I are featured on the soundtrack of which Nolan movie? Memento. Number four. At the end of The Dark Knight, Alfred burns a letter from Rachel. What did it say? Uh... Bruce, um, I, I don't love you. I'm going to marry Harvey Dent. Number five. In which film do Mackenzie Foy, Jessica Chastain and Ellen Burstein play the same character at different ages? Interstellar. Number six. Tommy, Colonel Winnant and Shivering Soldier are characters in which movie? Dunkirk. Number seven. Which Nolan movie stars Black Widow, Wolverine, Batman, Jareth the Goblin King and Caesar the Ape? The Prestige. Number eight. In Inception, what is the safe code that Fisher gives the team? Um. Oh. Oh, something about his dad. I don't know. Pass. Number nine. What is the title of Christopher Nolan's 1998 debut feature, a neo-noir crime thriller filmed in black and white? Following. And number ten. Nolan has released eleven movies as a director. How many of them have a single word title? Uh. Are we counting the as, if, if it has the in it, that doesn't count a single word? How many of them oh, have a single oh, word title? Following, Memento, Insomnia, Interstellar, Inception, Dunkirk, uh, six. You forgot Tenet, the answer is seven. Fuck! It's the most recent and one! <laughs> number eight, the safe code that Fisher gives the team is 528491. I didn't expect you to know that. I would have been incredibly impressed if you knew that. Um, as it is, that's still pretty impressive. Um, that's eight out of ten. Woo! Well done. <laughs> that was genuinely insane. Um, but nothing to be scared about, Scarlet. You've got ah! <laughs> I literally, the only thing I could think during the how many one name or oh, one word titles I was like even I knew Tenet but I didn't know any of the others oh, no. and that's only because <laughs> I, I watched it literally Tenet. last weekend I can't believe I forgot that one I really liked Tenet as well it's a good film I didn't me. I did not okay um, are you ready Scarlett mm, as I'll ever be your specialist subject was tear jerker movies Number one. In Titanic, what is the name of Rose's horrible fiance? 
I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Number two. What breed of dog is Marley in Marley and Me? Oh. Uh, Labrador. Number three. In Toy Story 3, what does Lotso Huggin Bear smell of? Ah, uh, strawberries. Number four. Noah and Ali's tempestuous relationship in Seabrook, South Carolina is the main focus of which 2004 tearjerker? Uh, the notebook. Number five. Requidame and Un Poco Loco are songs from which 2017 Pixar movie? Coco. Number six. My Sister's Keeper is a 2009 tearjerker, but who wrote the book on which it is based? I don't know. Pass. Number seven. In the 2009 film Up, the creators used a specific colour to accompany the character of Ellie during the opening montage. What colour? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go, oh, I don't know, uh, blue. <laughs> Number eight. Which 1991 tearjerker starring Macaulay Culkin shares its name with a song by The Temptations? My girl. Number nine. In Pixar's Inside Out, what is the name of Riley's imaginary friend who sacrifices himself? <gasps> oh, oh my God. What's he called? <laughs> He's got that elephant trunk um, <laughs> uh, and the little rocket shippy thing. Oh, fuck. What's he called? I don't know. It has left my brain forever. Pass. <laughs> and number 10. Which 2014 tearjerker was developed when the author of the original book met 16-year-old cancer sufferer Esther Earle? The Fault in Our Stars. Okay, that really wasn't too bad. Uh, so Rose's horrible fiancé is called Cal. Right. Uh, full name Caledon Hockley. Um, they were all right. Jodie Pickolt wrote My Sister's Keeper. Um, the creators of Up specifically invented Ellie Magenta, so it's like a pink oh, colour okay. that's seen throughout the opening of Up. Uh, Bing Bong was the name oh. of Riley's imaginary friend, but you got six, six out of ten. That is very. I can't believe it. Good. That was, <laughs> was very quite good. sad when you said, "Oh, his name has left my brain forever," which is exactly oh. spoiler alert. What happens in Inside Out to Bing Bong? I, I do you know what I mean. I could visualise him in my head, but this is what I mean about just don't retain some things. I mean, he yeah. was very cute, but so we move on now to the main rounds. There are three rounds uh, in this quiz remaining. The first round is called Hershey's Chocolate Syrup, and it is generic movie knowledge. So we'll take it in turns. Who wants to go first? David. <laughs> okay. Apparently I do. So David, we'll start with you, uh, and then we'll move across to Scarlett with each alternate question. If you get it wrong or you pass, the point goes over to Scarlett for a potential grab. So lots of extra points available here. Oh, God. So, David, number one. <laughs> Whilst shooting the titular song for Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly famously had a high fever. But how high was it? Uh, 39 degrees Celsius. Correct. So, Scarlet, number two. Who was going to play Aragorn before Viggo Mortensen? Or Mortensen, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm sorry, I have no idea. 
David? It was Stuart Townsend. And he actually did film oh, parts of it and then he got cut out. Bet he's fucking gutted. <laughs> so gutted. <laughs> um, all right, back to David with number three. Who drew the prop of the naked picture of Kate Winslet for Titanic? Um, was it... I don't know. That sounds like it's too creepy. Oh, fuck it. James Cameron? Yes. Did it? it? Oh, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Scarlet, number four. Samuel L. Jackson's wallet in Pulp Fiction actually belonged to director Quentin Tarantino. But what does it say on it? Oh. (laughs) I don't know. Fuck off. Close. Like, yeah, yeah, you've got the gist. (laughs) Think about Samuel L. Jackson. What does... Like a catchphrase he has. Oh, I don't know, Dave. I just don't. Do you know who Samuel L. Jackson things? is? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. I mean, but I just no. I don't. I have no idea. Okay, it's David? the one that says "bad motherfucker" on it. Oh, so that's why all, all those people have those wallets that say "bad motherfucker" on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so back to David. In which 1939 MGM musical does asbestos rain down like snow? Um, asbestos rain down like snow? Oh, uh, no idea. Okay, Scarlett, can you give me a 1939 MGM musical that has snow in it? <laughs> um, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> Such a good guess. Um, <laughs> it was the Wizard of Oz, unfortunately. Oh, asbestos yeah. rained down like snow. So the snow that rains down over the poppy fields is asbestos. Oh, oh my God. Because it's 1939 and they don't give a shit. <laughs> she wasn't allowed to eat for months before they filmed it. So yeah. who gives a shit about a bit of asbestos? <laughs> Literally. Uh, so Scarlet, number six. Which actor was the inspiration for Christian Bale's character in American Psycho? He got this inspiration after watching this actor on a daytime television interview. Oh, um, uh, Jack Nicholson? Such a good guess, (laughs) but unfortunately no. David? (laughs) Was it Tom Cruise after that very odd Oprah interview where he jumps on the sofa and he's like, I'm in love. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was. Christian Bale noted that Tom Cruise had a massive smile and nothing behind his eyes. And that's what he took Mm. for inspiration for Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. (laughs) Number seven, back up to David. Brad Pitt, Will Smith and Nicolas Cage all turned down which iconic 1999 movie role? Uh, Is it Neo in the Matrix? It is. Okay, back down to Scarlet, number eight. Paul Verhoeven. Not that's correct. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Was the first director to collect the award for worst picture in person, but for which 1995 movie? Oh, you're going to have to give her a clue. (laughs) Um, It stars Elizabeth Berkley from um, Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Um, And it's about uh, a dancer arriving in LA with only a suitcase and a dream of becoming a star. 
Step up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but unfortunately, no. <laughs> no, I'm making not very educated guesses yet. <laughs> educated guess you know it's in the ballpark yeah i could think um, of a dance film it's a slightly different type of dance yeah david do you know it's showgirls it is showgirls showgirls scarlet is is trash like think cats 2019 but like humans and it's and just absolutely insane back up to david with number nine what was notable about Sigourney Weaver's cigarette in 2009's Avatar? A cigarette? Um, she had a cigarette in Avatar? Was it not, was it not real? Was it CG? Because everything else was? It was. It was completely CGI. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah, good guess. And finally, Scarlet number 10. Chocolate syrup isn't the only notable fact from Psycho. It was also the first Hollywood feature film to show what? Uh, a rocking chair? <laughs> a valid guess, unfortunately, <laughs> no. <laughs> David, do you know? First film to show. Um, wasn't like because of the shower scene, it wasn't female nudity, was it? No, Scarlet was actually closer. Um, it's a flushing toilet. What the oh, fuck? that's so random. <laughs> yeah. That's what we remember from Psycho. Of course. Yeah. That's what's notable about Psycho. So after that round, David has eight. And Scarlet, I'm afraid you have nil pois. Why un minu nil pois. Um, but some very good attempts, some very good educated guesses going on. So keep it up. You flatter me. <laughs> so we move on to the next round, which is called And You Can Quote Me On That. It's an audio round and it's about films that I would watch on repeat. As such, I know every single bloody word to them. But do you? I'm going to play you a clip of a quote from the movie and I just need you to tell me the movie that the quote is from. Okay. Let's start with Scarlet this time. Uh. So, Scarlet, here's your number one. I'm just looking for the name of the movie that this quote is from. Okay. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa. <laughs> is it Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? It is! Ooh. Oh yeah, go on! <laughs> One point! One point! Watch yourself, David. <laughs> um, well done, so number two for David. Wait, look Sarah, look what I'm offering you. Your dream. And my kingdom is great. I ask for so little. Just let me rule you. That's labyrinth. It is. Yeah. Well done. I thought you were struggling then, but no, you were just waiting. I was for the at quote first, but then I could suddenly sat here the sound of Bowie, and I was like, "Oh, there we go." David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> and I could picture um, him juggling balls in his hand while doing. It. I was like, "Ah, there we go." Ooh, oh. That's labyrinth. Do you picture? Do you picture David juggling balls a lot? <laughs> Only when the lights are down low. <laughs> um, so back to Scarlet with number three. 
By the cut of his suit, you went to Oxford or wherever. And actually think human beings dress like that. But you wear it with such disdain. My guess is you didn't come from money. And your school friends never let you forget it. Which means you were at that school by the grace of someone else's charity. Hence the chip on your shoulder. And since your first thought about me ran to orphan, that's what I'd say you are. I don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Over to David. Uh, I also don't have a clue. Ah, something okay, posh with you. like fancy corsets or something. It sounds like I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> You're saying no. oh, I'm thinking more like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada, but <laughs> um, so that's actually from Casino Royale, the first James Bond starring Daniel Craig. That's when he first meets mm. Eva Green as Vesper Lint on the train. Oh, holy shit! It sounded like she yeah. was talking to some, you know, common girl who'd been brought into like some private school and it's like oh yes you think you're part of the school but you're not looking at the way you're dressed but no she's talking yeah. to james bond. St. Trinian's was on the she's tip of his tongue <laughs> uh-huh. um, i thought it was helena bonham carter speaking to begin uh, with yeah. so it's that's a good guess it does because she's got that throaty thing that helena bonham carter has where she's like uh, also mm. since Tim Burton broke up with Helena Bonham Carter. He's replaced her with Eva Green as pretty weird, much. wacky woman in all the rest of his movies. Mm. <laughs> right, we're back up to David for number four. A knight is sworn to valor. A knight is sworn to valor. His heart knows only virtue. His heart knows only virtue. His blade defends the helpless. His blade defends the helpless. His might upholds the weak. His might upholds the weak. Yeah, that's so that's the scene with the ghost of King Arthur talking to a very British sounding Dennis Quaid with a who's just not even bothering a British accent in Dragonheart, which, you know, I came on this podcast to trash and then nearly ruined our friendship because of it. Because <laughs> you love that film. It's not that great. Um, it's just a mess, but Sean Connery's good at Whoa. It. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so Scarlet, just so you don't come away from here with the wrong idea, Dragonheart is one of the best movies ever made. Um, It's genuinely fantastic. David doesn't know what he's talking about. I didn't intend for him to get that quote. And, uh, you know, for someone that hates that movie so much, he clearly knew what it was about one second into the quote. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) What does that say? A knight is sworn to valour. A knight is sworn to valour. Oh, God, all right. All right, back down to Scarlet with the road to... Oh, God. <laughs> no, play the clip. You probably still won't know what the film is. Okay. No, you're probably right. I will try. I was. It, it was inevitable that I was going to do that. <laughs> okay, so number five. Like, please get it. Seven! All right! Yes! Hard there! <laughs> You know oh, the no. first three words of the film because Emily let it slip. So yeah. it's road two. <laughs> Think of a movie that starts with the road two. The road to It's a mystical place. Uh, heaven. Heaven. <laughs> the road to heaven. There's no film called the road to heaven. It's an no, animated I don't know film. It. Uh, and everyone the Big City full of like treasure and Sparkly, yellow-covered stuff. The road to... Uh, 
L. <laughs> L. The road to L. <laughs> come on, come L. on. <laughs> okay, so it's the road to L, and there's one more word. L spelled E-L. The road to L. Come on. <laughs> yeah, road to L. L de. L de. Come on. People are screaming at their phones and laptops right now. (laughs) The road to El... Duh. Duh. Duck. The road to El Duck? (laughs) What are you talking about? I literally have no idea. I've obviously not seen it. The road to El Duh. What noise does the dinosaur make? Yeah. It goes ra. So road to (laughs) El Duh. Ra. Yeah. Yay! I'm going to give that to Do you still know what we're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) The Road to El Dorado? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of El Dorado as like, the El Dorado is the city of gold? (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, So it's like, it's like Atlantis. It's like, oh, okay. uh, It's like one of those mystical places that don't exist, but old explorers were like, we should invest in like genuine investigations to go and try and find these places, even though they're like 100% fictional. Um, so yeah and then there's a really problematic DreamWorks movie that's genuinely hilarious and really really <laughs> problematic um, that came out in the early 2000s it came out when Scarlet but you've was, got that point it so. came out when Scarlet was <laughs> two ew yeah. <laughs> I've obviously been living under a rock a big baby rock <laughs> no it makes sense that you wouldn't have necessarily partaken in the early DreamWorks uh, movies because yeah i think earliest probably for me notable was shrek's which was the same year but that's fine shrek, you know shrek's huge <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> really shrek's... the first shrek come out when i was two 2001 yeah wow yeah. crazy when would i have oh that's very strange. like scary crazy <laughs> Ew, i saw shrek in the cinema <laughs> i know right um, <laughs> so back up to David with number six. Well, you, you put up with me because um, because I can I can read and write ancient Egyptian, and I can I can decipher hieroglyphics oh. and heretic. And w- w- I am the only person within a thousand miles who knows how to properly code and, and catalogue this library. That's why I put up with you because your father and mother were our finest patrons. That's why. That's from the Mummy, the proper one not the tom cruise one but the one with brendan fraser yes. and rachel vice mm-hmm. the I'm most jealous. attractive cast mm. in any movie ever like absolutely everyone is like attractive <laughs> every single one of them would you have got that one do you think scarlet yes oh. i think i actually would have um. <laughs> let's That's how see. the cookie crumbles let's see instead if you can get number seven well, I know a lot of things. Not how to stay alive, apparently. Well, I guess we have that in common. Although I think I'm a little ahead of the race here. Well, I can fix that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Brain is not engaged. I do not know the answer to that one. I, David? I thought at first it was Meg from Hercules, but I don't recognise the male voice. And it sounds like they're both about to start fucking. 
So maybe it's not a Disney film. Ooh. Maybe I'm totally <laughs> off piece here and it's something completely different. Uh, no idea. Okay, uh, that was from, I believe, 2002's Queen of the Damned, which is the sequel to Interview with a Vampire, but a very different tone. Oh. We have Tom Cruise as Lestat being replaced by our old friend Stuart Townsend. Um, and it is generally awful and i loved it i didn't know interview a with lot. the vampire had a mm. sequel it has a billion sequels and prequels it? It, there's a whole like yeah there's a whole like uh, book wise there's a whole like chronicles of vampires oh, yeah, written by anne rice before she became religion the books, but and then yeah the so because queen of the damned is technically uh the sequel to interview with the vampire it would it's technically a, a sequel film wise as well but the two are opposite spectrum one's like an academy award winning brad pitt like tom cruise kirsten dunce like amazing drama mm. and one is got a soundtrack by corn <laughs> <laughs> wow and i think that pretty much sums it up was i right in my um, assumption were they about to start fucking in the scene that you played like as much as a human can fuck a vampire where in a world where they can't physically do that yes they were about to start like emotionally fucking yes oh i see (laughs) um they have a lot of that sort of like terrible wonderful dialogue that when you're like 13 you're like that's the most romantic thing i've ever heard um and then when you grow up you're like that's incredibly toxic and awful and those two people should never ever ever be in the same room again I thought, I always thought, I mean, I've only seen um, Interview with a Vampire fairly recently, actually, um, in the first lockdown. And I was like, is there some sort of homoerotic thing oh, with Brad Pitt 100%. and yes. Tom Cruise? They adopt a daughter. Then, yeah, exactly. And that was my thinking. But he then goes on to be straight. So maybe he's bisexual in the sequel. For sure. Number eight. And how did you find Aiden? I didn't. When I came to live here, Aiden found me. He just appeared one day, as if destiny were watching over me. He taught me all the secrets of the forest, what can hurt you, and what can heal you. Um, it sounds like Carrie Elwes, or if that's not how you even pronounce his name. Is he blind in this clip? And he's got like a bird and it's and some <laughs> shit film where there's a two-headed dragon. Oh, f- oh that Quest for Camelot. I don't know though if I should give that to you after you just trashed Absolute it. dreadful movie. It's awful. <laughs> Fuck off. Why are you why have such bad movie taste? How are we even friends? It's just such this a movie poor is Disney knockoff terrible songs. Ah! Apart from that one song that she sings while being chased by a axe chicken or something that charlotte church sang a few years later yeah because it's the prayer the song that everybody knows that of course came from an animated movie because all the best songs do terrible animated movie scarlet again just please ignore everything he's saying it's a (laughs) phenomenal movie you may recognize the posters from uh, an episode of buffy where they fight in a cinema and it's just brilliant it's so good I do. I genuinely don't know if I should give that to you because you trashed it so hard. I know. I know the answer. So I trashed Dragonheart and got that. Answer. All right. But 
under duress. <laughs> How are we even friends? I don't know. <laughs> Back down to Scarlet with number nine. The bedroom, Nina. Does it give you memories? Or ideas? Ideas. If that had been permanent, I'd have been very upset. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. I don't know. It sounds like they're getting a bit saucy but she just I'm chopped his penis to... off oh but it grew back wow hmm. not a kids film then <laughs> it got that 12 hmm. rating because it down dumbed down the blood are they ghosts they're not ghosts no oh how did it grow back Nina. Hmm. i recognize his voice but i'm going to have to pass it over to david because i simply do not know I don't know either, but I do recognise the voice from somewhere, but I can't think what it's from. So, I keep thinking they're all Tim Curry, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> um, so you will recognise the voice because you've heard it already today. That was Stuart Townsend again. Um, with <laughs> this, is, this is the most publicity Stuart Townsend right? has ever got. <laughs> <laughs> On my nostalgic, like, because when I grew up, every movie had like him and like one other actor, and I was just like, yes, those two. Um, so this is from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, it's based um, on an Alan Moore comic. It has nothing to do with the comic. They just basically took the name and did what they wanted with it. But um, before I read the comic, I really liked it. I still like it. It's great. And uh, this is Mina Harker mm. from Dracula. Uh, so she's a vampire versus Dorian Gray from the picture of Dorian Gray because it's literary heroes that come together to form a team um, mm. but they're fighting it's like the Avengers before the Avengers yeah like came out. like pre-Avengers <laughs> like literary Avengers it's it's a really great concept um, and yeah he's immortal so he can grow all of his stuff back and she chops his penis off and he says if that had been permanent I'd have been very upset which I didn't get for years and then I was like oh penis chopping <laughs> feminism it all makes sense now <laughs> I love it I love it so much um, alright then so up to David for number 10 how does it feel to be a puppet on my screen I won't let you trade me count I have no intention now that in this scene it sounds like they're actually fucking <laughs> um count uh why have i suddenly just started thinking of count dooku it's not star wars <laughs> um i won't let you be my puppet uh I, I don't know no i have no clue scarlet but i'll probably be like oh god yeah when you say it um Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> solid, solid guess. And to be honest, like kind of. <laughs> so it's from the Van Helsing movie with Hugh Jackman. At the end of that round, David has four and Scarlett has two. Two. Woo! Oh yeah. yeah. Winning! Nice. Van Helsing and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen are both shit films. Yes. But they're those kind of films that I love them. You, you'd happily put them on in the background <laughs> or when you're drinking and thinking, ah, fuck it, let's put this on and laugh They're just it. really fun. They're both 
really fun and dumb and they don't make big yeah. dumb fun movies anymore and we were having like a gothic a semi-gothic renaissance in the early 2000s uh mm. van helsing is directed by stephen summers who did the mummy um so people are always like why is this bad and it's like it's it's not like that's the secret it's it's not bad you're just <laughs> being weird about it <laughs> it's stephen <laughs> summers doing what he does best taking an old genre and bringing it into the modern age. Um, but because it has lines <laughs> like, I've never seen the sea, I bet it's beautiful. People are like, ugh, what the fuck is this movie? And you're like, shut up! <laughs> Whereas The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was so bad, it made Sean Connery retire from acting. Yeah, it was a huge movie for cinema because it made a lot of people quit the industry. But like, is that a bad <laughs> thing? <laughs> the only yes. reason Sean Connery did that film was because he turned down Morpheus and the Matrix because he didn't understand the script. Then he turned down Gandalf and Lord of the Rings because he didn't understand the script. And so when League of Extraordinary, uh, League of Extraordinary <laughs> Gentlemen came about, he didn't understand the script. Because the last two films have been such big fucking successes, he was like, all right, I'd better do it. And then it was terrible. Vampire lady has no cover. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So we move on to round three, which is called A Few of My Favourite Things. So you're going to hear the IMDb breakdown and year of some of my favourite movies. Again, all you have to do is guess the film. So we'll go back up to starting with David. So, number one. A faded movie star and a neglected young woman form an unlikely bond after crossing paths in Tokyo, 2003. Lost in translation. Well done. Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet, if you want some help, one of these uh, one of these answers will be Fern Gully. So if you get stuck, <laughs> just say Fern Gully and you've probably got a good chance of getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. A young ballet dancer is torn between the man she loves and her pursuit to become a prima ballerina. 1948. <laughs> Uh, the Moulin Rouge. Oh, so close. David? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's The Red Shoes. Um, I can't say I've seen it, but it makes I'd sense. I'd forgotten what you'd said. I was just marvelling at the sound effects that Scarlett's providing in this episode. <laughs> uh, it's a true talent of mine. <laughs> I, I think I've blown off into the microphone more times than that today. <laughs> <laughs> so, number three, David. Two separate sets of voluptuous women are stalked at different times by a scarred stuntman, 2007. Death proof. Hold on. Scarlet. A travelling theatre company gives its audience much more than they were expecting, 2009. That's a very vague thing, so I'm going to tell you Heath Ledger's final movie. Who's Heath Ledger? I'm sorry to upset everyone. Um, hmm, 2009 Travelling Theatre Company. Something about a circus, maybe? I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. 
Just say Fern Gully because <laughs> okay, I Fern Gully. don't know the answer. <laughs> it's not Fern Gully, I'm afraid. Oh, God. David? <laughs> the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Sorry, love. <laughs> Look at him sitting there, like all a bit slack. He's like, like "That's right, I'm hair. here." Yeah, like, oh wow, I've got There's this one. There's a lot one. of it to flick. Just pass it over, boiling kettle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so David, several farmers, cowboys, and a travelling salesman compete for the romantic favours of various local ladies. 1955. Several farmers and... Oh. Uh, I don't know. Are there seven of them in total? Is it the Magnificent Seven? I don't know. Scarlet. Oh, God. Um, it's a musical. Oklahoma. It is Oklahoma. <laughs> Fuck yes! Woo! <laughs> 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 My heart, like, let that. I was like, she's got it! <laughs> The underdog strikes back. Yes. Here it is. She's got like four questions left. She's going to just upheave everything. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Wow. So let's see if you can do it again, Scarlet. A deformed oh man calling himself the penguin wreaks havoc across Gotham with the help of a cruel businessman. 1992. Oh, God. Um, Batman. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. Strikes gone, back. N- no, <laughs> another word for that. He comes back. Oh, Batman, you've come back. It's almost like you've returned. Yes. Oh, Batman returns. <laughs> Batman returns. I can't believe it. Nailed it. Wow. You knew it was Batman. You knew straight away where we were. We got them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was deformed. I thought he was just short and fat. <laughs> well, he's got, like, flipper fingers. Ooh. My girlfriend Hannah can't watch that film because she's terrified of Christopher Walken. I thought you were going to say terrified of penguins. But, yeah, that's fair. He's very scary in that movie. Mm. And then the guy playing his son is doing a really bad Christopher Walken impression. Yeah, he... He's like, hey, Dad. Dad, the business is going under. <laughs> There's a cracking Walken impression. Is Christopher Walken the dad in Hairspray? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Edna. <laughs> you like the stinky old cheese, babe. Just get him riper with me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. (laughs) Number seven, back up to David. In a countryside town bordering on a magical land, a young man makes a promise to his beloved that he will retrieve a fallen star. 2007. Stardust. Yes. I love it. Look at him. He's so smug. He's like, (laughs) I'm trying not to. Bitch, I got it again. (laughs) Whether or not I admit that I'm not that. I really wish I liked Stardust, but I don't. A lot of people don't, and I didn't realise that. Because I've loved it for so long. And then recently I've seen a lot of people be like, ugh, remember Stardust? Ew. And I'm like, hey, what? I missed the memo on that because I'm a huge fan. Um, It's nothing like the book, but like nothing ever is. So that's not a valid reason to dislike it. Um, I enjoy it. So Scarlet, 
number eight. A beautiful young woman takes her father's place as the prisoner of a mysterious beast who wishes to marry her. 1946. It's French. Come um, on. Uh, I'm going to say it, but no, it's wrong. Oh, Beauty and the Beast? Yes, I will accept yeah. that. It's Ooh. La Belle et la Bête, which is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, oh okay. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> I did a French GCSE, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number nine, back up to David. A love story between a girl who loves reading books and a boy who has previously checked out all of the library books she chooses. 1995. That also sounds a bit like Beauty and the Beast. Well, a guy checks out all the books that a girl likes. Mm-hmm. So to get that her attention, a... he's checked out all the books. Oh. So... Sounds, like a... sounds like he's stalking her. Yes. <laughs> um... Isn't that what love is, according to the movies? <laughs> Yeah, you just stalk a girl and harass them for ages, and then eventually she'll say yes. They'll fall in love with you. He didn't touch <laughs> her, only her me. books. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I've never heard of that concept. Okay. Scarlet? Oh, this is a stab in the dark. Ten things I hate about you. No, but that's a very good stab in the dark. This is actually a Studio Ghibli movie, and it's called Whisper of the Heart. It's very good. It's very lovely despite what the plot made it sound like. (laughs) (laughs) And back down to Scarlet, number 10. A fashionable sorority queen is dumped by her boyfriend, so she follows him to law school, 2001. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say Mean Girls, and no, it definitely isn't. Um, The law school thing has thrown me... There was a musical made out of it. Legally Blonde? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yes, I forget. I was suddenly reminded again that you were born at the end of the 90s because I was like, this this is a staple in everyone's brain. So, like, this will be fine. (laughs) She's got to get this. The fucking doofus. He dumps her and so she's like, I'll stalk him and follow him to... A whole new career prospect. And she thrives. Do they get back together? Nope. Okay. Have you never seen Legally Blonde? No. (laughs) Am I meant to have? I'm messaging Hannah right now. Oh, for fuck's sake. She's going to bang on the door in a second going, you've never seen Legally Blonde. Um, Okay, David. Well, when the film came out in like early 2000s, I'm obviously quite a young lad and it wasn't really the type of film that I was interested in when there's Star Wars and movies out. All right, I was young. Thank you very much. We're both still in our 20s, Scarlett. You are holding on with your finger now, Sonny. So long as this episode comes out before May... I can keep saying that. Otherwise, <laughs> oh no. Okay, I've messaged your girlfriend, David. I've said, hey, David's never seen Legally Blonde. I feel it's my duty to tell you. Sorry if this comes as a bit of a shock, but I thought you ought to know. She said, thanks, sure girl. It's a travesty. I've been living with a psycho, obviously. Right, she didn't so... take back that quickly to say she, that. She did. I was like, gosh, she's speaking. I've never known Hannah to say, thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because we're doing a thing um 
yeah, so you should have thought about that before you told me because it's I just felt it was my duty to inform your girlfriend. So looks like you're watching Legally Blonde tonight. So enjoy that. It's fantastic. Great. I don't really know what happens, so I don't fucking need to. <laughs> Thrives. There's a sequel, so I assume she does well or she repeats the Onesta again. I don't know. <laughs> Back to law school because I was a dumb blonde. Yeah, that's really empowering. <laughs> uh, she stalks someone who dumped her to law school she yes. doesn't go to law school because she wants to be a lawyer she does it to stalk after some guy who dumped her get the message love sometimes right? doesn't love you anymore we fall into things that we're meant to do it is empowering <laughs> <laughs> god damn it I can't believe this <laughs> honestly yeah, you and Hannah are going to be having words this evening. Don't you even worry about that. Um, oh, so at the end that. of that round, David has four and Scarlett has four. Woo! Oh my God. I've just fallen off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Calculators are down and the scores are in. Scarlett. For the questions you were given, you got 11 out of 25 plus a bonus point of one, which makes your overall score 12. Fucking party! I'd have been glad with five. I'll get drunk tonight, any excuse. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Celebratory. David, for the questions you were given, you got 19 out of 25, plus bonus points of five, bringing your overall score to 24. Woo! So well done. You did very well, and considering this was very weirdly tailored to my personal interests... You both crushed it. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this and being such a good sport about it. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad you were able to put up with my early onset film dementia. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. Do you want to thank the Academy, David? Uh, He's prepared a five minute long speech. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'd like to thank... I don't know films for existing mm. there we go oh and for profound lockdown there you go that's yes profound. lovely so do you guys want to tell us about two actors walk into a bar yes <laughs> and we've just gone blank of course. Got... Yeah. Uh, what's that sorry <laughs> two actors walk into a bar is our podcast we're two actors we get drunk we record a podcast and it's about I don't know, Scarlett, take over any time. What's the podcast um, about? Yeah, we, We've got to sell it. We, We've got to sell it. Yeah, we do very well to provide uh, opinions on everything we're not entitled to. Uh, if you want to listen to two people ramble on about nothing in particular, they haven't prepared for it. There is no script, but we have a bloody good laugh. Then come and have a listen. <laughs> we do also cover topics from the acting world very serious ones such as uh last series we talked about on stage injuries and laughed at them <laughs> that sounds really harsh um but we do have a we do have some good guests on as well last series we had emily on talking about christmas themed events such as panto and nativity and christmas that was movies. i think that was my favorite episode Aww. that was such a fun episode it was Thanks, it went swimmingly. I had a and great time. With your name, you you provided the perfect title. Well, I'm very festive. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, we'll be launching series two of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar 
uh, I think, is it mid-February? Mm-hmm. Have we decided a date? Yes, I think it is. Watch this space, but we'll be coming in mid-February with some cool guests lined up, some more fun topics. Um, yeah. More laughing, more drinking. What more could you want? Nice. Exactly. What more indeed? Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Like, this has been so much fun and I'm really, really happy that you agreed to do it. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yes, thank you for having us. I've had a ball, even though I basically provided more fart noises than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes in life we need a good fart noise. So fill in that hole. I'm going to live by that. (laughs) (laughs) That cat bum hole. (laughs) Release the butthole cut. Release the butthole cut. And on that note, we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye! (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, the best thing you can do is head to Apple and leave a review. You can find Why This Film across social media on Instagram at Why This Film Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Why This Film Pod and slash or like me on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. You can support the podcast at www.patreon.com forward slash Why This Film Podcast, where you have early access to episodes as well as bonus material. And you can find episodes, weekly reviews and more at whythisfilmpodcast.co.uk. Now go back and have a shot every time I say podcast. Hi Scarlett. Hi Dave. We've got to convince the wonderful people of this world why they should listen to our new podcast. Okay. So, what exciting things can people expect from us? Well, they can expect witty anecdotes. I was about to pick up the broken bottle and like, on guard! A wild boomer appeared. David used (laughs) shock. Exclusive insight into the acting industry. I played Hitler's valet and I handed him a plate of milk and cookies. She started on Hollyoaks. Why don't you give them a call? They'd love you. And of course, intelligent conversation. We're talking about having a weird crush on Colin Firth and suddenly you're shagging a Greg's pasty. My life's exciting. What can I say? I think that'll about do it. So grab some drinks and come join me, Scarlett Bryant. And me, David McCulloch. For our brand new podcast series, Two Actors Walk Into a Bar. I think that's enough to convince them. Cheers! Cheers. Right then, folks, what'll it be? A tomato juice and Worcestershire sauce, a packet of salted nuts and a subscription to two actors walk into a bar podcast. The wait is over. New episodes of The Walking Dead Season 10 are premiering early February 21st on AMC+. Don't miss the extended 10th season featuring six new episodes, each focused on fan-favorite characters. Prepare for all-new high-stakes showdowns and emotional reckonings by catching up on the latest season before new episodes drop. With season binges, exclusive content, and early access to new episodes, the best Walking Dead experience is only on AMC+. Get lost in the Walking Dead universe today. Available ad-free and on demand. Sign up at amcplus.com. AMC+, only the good stuff. Why This Film Podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. 
For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate. And thanks to my patron, David, for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies, and I hope you do too.